everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son, on Booking the Territory podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of our Smoky Mountain Wrestling Podcast. This is Smoky Mountain Wrestling, episode 165 for March the 25th, 1995. Doc, 35 more to go, including this one. Boy, it's getting close to the end. But um, I'm sitting here with Doc, not Hard Body Hopper. We continue to work around uh, a very difficult recording schedule, but... You know us. We don't miss. We put the product out there, and um, we thank you for your support because of that. So, Doc, how are you, man? How are you doing this morning? We got worked again, Michael. The weather. You're going to say that? Yep. See, this this isn't yep. as timely. You should probably save that for the NWA show. I know, but I just, I'm feeling it because they said it was going to rain overnight, and it's still drier than Grandma's downstairs, and it's sunny outside and whatnot. But also, I have another question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what time what time is it right now? Uh, uh, shoot 15. time, eight fifteen in the morning, right? Yeah. And how much do the non patrons pay for this show? Nothing, it's free. Okay, so let me clue you little guys in on a little something. If I'm recording at eight fifteen in the morning and you're not paying for this. And my ass gets hungry, you can fucking deal with it. <laughs> I no, I gotta t- look, I gotta take up for people, man. Here here's the thing, Doc. Whether a show is free or not, I, I feel like I I hate listening to a podcast or anything on audio. Even if it's just a video cast and someone is eating while trying to record. So I went to the Ric Flair School of Podcasting, so you get what you get. I know why you're saying that, because it was somebody put on a Facebook page. Not in the group, but on the page. You see, what what made matters worse on that show that that person is talking about is the fact that not only were you nibbling, because it wasn't bad. I've heard bad. I mean, let's remember Ric Flair slobbing all over a roast beef sandwich from years ago. That was terrible. But you, you were on your... Skype on your phone with your headset and that little headset piece just jingles around a lot. So you got the sound of that and slurping and all kind of other stuff at the same time. So I, I can understand where, where, where the listeners coming from, man. I got to take their side, man. I hear you, but that shit was irritating, man. It really was. This is, this is just like, this is just like democracy. If you want to have a say in things, you got to vote. Otherwise you're welcome. Oh, <laughs> Oh, I hope you didn't but hey man 30, 30 I mean, we are we are getting dangerously close yeah we are to to being done with this promotion like rick rubin was a while back probably um man i i gotta tell you um i have thoroughly enjoyed this ride but i am kind of ready to uh get some time back because we have really struggled like you said with the recording i think I think we'd be it'd be easier to get all three of us in the same booth if we weren't trying to do so much. Right. And 
I'm going to miss Smoky Mountain because this has been a, I mean, this, when we're done, it will have been a, a, a almost four year project that brings so much joy to so many people. But I've said it, we ought to just do a, do some crack or some speed and stay up one weekend and just do the rest of them and be done. <laughs> I agree with you, man. We, I would love to do that, actually, man. But Harper doesn't seem like he was on board with it. The thing is, I said it a couple weeks ago. I'll repeat it. I have a family member, very, very ill, and it's affecting when I can record. Thus, has a ripple effect of when Harper is available. And our normal set times that we were using are being strongly affected by this. So, And Doc and I have kids and it's uh, in wives and you know y'all know how that is if you're married and have children so jo jobs and productive lives and yeah so it's sporting, hard sporting events sporting events to watch well and the other thing too is um you know Harper has been on all the NWA shows he hasn't missed those and he even did the clash with us so hey there's that so anyway enough of that well, so what is this thing I'm trying to buy at the beginning here City Chrome what Oh, won't you wait? Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me get this, let me get this uh, Patreon video going so the patrons who, uh, who, who pay for the product <laughs> can see what we're talking about. How does that sound? The, uh, we call those the paying customers. And again, as always, we appreciate your patronage. If you're not a patron, you should become one at tiny URL, something, something, something. Jeez, and uh, what? And uh, we want to thank our largest contributors monthly, Mark Classy, <laughs> Marky Blassie, and shit, shit, I can't remember. Okay, um, just just stop, just stop. All right. Uh, well, I, Mike also, Mike also um, may have to step out at any moment to take a phone call from the hospital because his dishwasher broke. So Sasha's in bad, and he took her to the hospital last night. They're going to call and see if she's going to live. So I may get my dream of being a one man booth here in a minute. Yeah, if I if if I can inconspicuously disappear, it's because I'm waiting on a phone call. Uh, a then you bastards, then you bastards are stuck with me and and I with you, and we'll make it work because I'm a professional. We shall see. All right. So again, this is episode 165 of Smoky Mountain Wrestling, and this is Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast from March the 25th, 1995. Um. I do need to shout out disrespectfully, Classy Marky Blassie, Kyle Riley, Mike Childry for your generous patronage each and every month. Thank you very much, our largest patron contributors. And this is taping number two, if I've got it correct, from Council of Virginia, drawing 425 people, if you believe the internet. And Smoky Mountain Wrestling this week is brought to you by the Life Extension Foundation, helping you to live a longer life. Man, if that's not weird product placement in the Smoky Mountains where the life expectancy... Might be a tad bit lower than your. <laughs> maybe, just maybe, just maybe, stop chewing on cold briquettes and doing massive quantities of meth and brushing your teeth with Mountain Dew, and you'll be all right. How about that? Makers of Citrochrome, bruh. The, the best I got was that they're diet pills. I. I... I don't know. I guess. I guess. I guess it's the, the the Smoky Mountain version of the dick pill. I don't know. I mean, I well, how uncomfortable were you this past week listening to Arn Anderson talk about Blue Chew? I just whatever. It's look. I, here's the thing about the dick pills. I, I applaud anyone. I, I'm not opposed to sponsorships. We're just so filthy. I don't think people want to take a risk on us. I, I'm not opposed to sponsorships. Um, 
get paid, you know, get get paid. But uh, it's just weird. Don't, it's don't, don't. Arn, listening to Arn talk about it is nothing. It's it's Jr. talking about it. That's like wow, this is rough. Yeah, but 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 I mean, again, there's that other commercial that plays on a lot. It's Frank Thomas from the White Sox and Nugenics and whatever. Yeah, it's just like I don't know. I don't trust yeah. any. I mean, I, I got the mind of a wrestler. You are a wrestler. We don't trust any. We don't trust the FDA. And if the FDA won't approve it, how can that be good? Yeah, I, I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Right? So we, we both agree that citrochrome is a work. Oh, 100%. It might be a sugar yeah. pill or, or just a car what did, pill. What did, what did Arndt say on the second episode of his pod was they had horseman vitamins and the only thing that gave him was diarrhea? Yeah, instead of getting paid, the only thing he got from it was diarrhea. We got to do, we we got to do, we, we have to have a, I'm not going to say a patron episode, we need to discuss that at some point, because uh, what aren't, did you listen to the whole thing? I did, man, and I got to say, we may now be the second best podcast in the game. Um. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that later. Let's get into Smoky Mountain, though. So, all right. We kick things off. Les Thatcher and Jim Ross, they say Kyle and Boo Bradley will have a rematch to decide the TV title. And then we got Bobby Blaze versus Budrow with the title on the line. And Budrow has put up his $12,000 Rolex watch um, in that match. So, there you go. New Smoky Mountain Wrestling champion, uh, Bobby Blaze. The country man from Ashland, Kentucky. Ashland fucking Kentucky, as he says sometimes. Um, yeah, I knew Billy Ray Cyrus. What the fuck you want to make of it? Uh, hopefully you enjoyed, too, by this time. the the It would have aired Bobby Blaze's interview with uh, myself at the end of the show where he won the title. So hopefully you how, got some how questions many, answered. How, how many other review shows are you going to watch where we bring on a champion, a heavyweight champion of the promotion, to talk about his experiences? That's big time, pal. It's big time, but it also says how uh, good of a guy Bobby is at that. Well, of Bobby, course, we've known Bobby that. Is. He's a great friend of the show. Always has been Mr. Yeah. Smedley. Mr. Smedley is a good dude. And with that said, we go to the first match, which if you're watching on Patreon, Dirty White Boy just destroyed Mike Sampson. Uh, Dirty White Boy wins with ease. Doc, I have nothing from it as he hit the Buck Snort Blaster, and that was that. Just a, it was an impressive showing, and Jr. called him the DWB, and that's exactly what I write down for shorthand in my notes. So me and Jr. are both titans of the industry, great minds think alike, and uh, Buddy's going to have to have a chain match with DWB. So uh, good luck, Buddy. Amen. Uh, I I always type DWB in my notes, and um, I don't even type Budro or Buddy. I type Budro in my notes, and yeah, it's all I do too. Stuff. I do too. My first note under this, my first note under, and it just leads into this. My first note under this interview is Budro's going to die. <laughs> well, with that said, let's go to uh, the promo from Dirty White Boy after his match where he beat Mike Sampson, where he's talking about Budro. Here it is. You know, folks, I got a feeling that Friday night, April the 7th in Pikeville, Kentucky is going to be a night that uh, Nature Boy Buddy Landell may Blue never, ever forget. Bluegrass Bowl, Nature Boy, April the 7th at the college. What is going to take place, my dear friend, is you've got to walk to that aisle and climb up in that ring and get strapped to the other end of this chain. That's right, tough guy, a chain match. And you know, I've left this chain that dear old sweet Ron Wright gave me. I've left it out in the rain. I've left it up underneath the Jeep. And I've even left it under a big pile of horse dung. That way, when I bust your head open, infection will set in immediately. So, Nature Boy, what I'm going to do is not going to be pretty. 
I know for a fact you've never been in a chain match because I can look at that big, fat, ugly head of yours. You ain't got enough scars. You look too pretty. Well, in Pipeville at the Bluegrass Brawl, I'm going to change your looks because once we get strapped together, I'm going to get you just like an old rabid dog that they got chained up. And I'm going to kick you to see how far you'll roll. And then I'm going to pull you back, slowly and easy, and then I'm going to kick you again. And I'm going to do that all night long. And then I'm going to walk around to all four corners and put an end to the Nature Boy Buddy Landell. Whether you like it or not, if you've got enough guts to show up to Pipeville on April the 7th, Bluegrass Brawl, come prepared to get a beating. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, more on that in the hour. We'll have more for you right after this very important message. All right, Doc. Thoughts on Dirty White Boy right there. I got to say, this isn't one of the top ten promos of all time, but there's something in this that's one of the top ten things I think I've ever heard is how awesome would it be to leave a chain out in the rain, get rust on it, put some horse shit on it, and then I'm going to infect your wounds with that shit. That's some real shit, dude. I'm going to crawl inside your body and take a shit kind of stuff. I love it. Yeah. I mean, that's I some to, that's some psychological warfare. I mean, it's bad enough I got to get in a chain match with a guy that Ron Wright's hanging out with and teaching the chain match. But now you're going to bust me open and rub a poop-infested chain on my cut so that I get hepatitis or some sort of blood disease and die. This is real. I've made you angry. I'm sorry. That's fucking awesome. I couldn't agree more. And then I got to understand something. Mike, have you ever kicked a dog on purpose? No. That's just kind of one of those things to portray how angry you are and how much violence you're going to, you know, put onto someone. Okay. And I don't think I just, that's literal. Just, that's like a figurative. I, that's how bad I'm, I want to hurt you type thing. I just don't know what kind of people we're dealing with where that's a baby face move. But, you know, whatever. I, it's not a baby face move on, if you take it literally. It's a baby face move if you, if you think of it in the context of I'm so angry that I'm going to kick you like a dog being that, like I have no regard for you as a person type. These, these people are all hopped up on citrochrome and Mountain Dew anyway. So, <laughs> so there's no telling what they'll do. They're not making right. They're not making rational decisions anymore. I do maybe like the citru- explanation. Maybe citrochrome started the opioid crisis. No, that citrochrome, that company is not that smart. That you got to be, you got to be a top level, high level booker to, to start that shit. Oh, okay. Uh, Dirty White Boy does tell us why the chain is uh, dirty, like you said, and how how that will make it effective, as you just explained so eloquently. And I love that uh, he's talking about Ron Wright's chain. I think that's a callback. And, um, you know, we can never forget what Brother Ron, who honestly. The pure, pure, unadulterated joy that that old man has brought to our lives over the last three years. I think back to what. Uh, SV Pajam, Sam told me he's a longtime Patreon member. He said when we introduced him to Brother Ron, he was like his it was like we were in church. He was like, I just need to thank you for introducing this man into my life because of the great joy that he's given me. You know, I'm like, so bro, I, I got to agree 100%. This man came out of nowhere. and We were like, holy shit, this old man is fabulous. So let me ask you something on that. That that line of thinking you know there's been a boon in podcasting there's been a a 
a lot of wrestling historians get a lot of get a lot of shine in the last few years. But you know, Ron Wright was somebody we had heard about on Corny's Pod, but you know, we we admittedly weren't re- very well versed in this guy's exploits, much to our own shame. But is he the last guy that we'll ever find like that? That's that great that we just didn't know about or see or have exposure to. Maybe because I don't know if there's any footage of anyone else that would have been at that level. And we got lucky with that corny did Smoky Mountain or we would have never known about him. I mean, because there's no there's no other extensive footage. There's bits and pieces of him out there, but not like what you get exposed to on Smoky. So, yeah, so that's kind of so. So he may be our last great find is the fact that he was the last gem that you could uncover like that. Man, he was a hidden treasure in so many ways. And like Sam said, thank you for bringing this man into my life. It has made my life so much better. Um, I could argue he's the, the MVP of the first year and a half of the promotion. If you take that, if you just take the year and a half, he's just that good week in, week out. Good stuff. All right. Uh, we get a replay of Cornette's big announcement about The Undertaker coming to Smoky Mountain to help battle the gangsters. And then we go to a gangsters promo. Uh, they are out there with Jim Ross. Here it is. There you heard the announcement. Uh, have you had a change of heart? Do you have any different attitude than last week? The only thing good I get out of this, Cornette, you done proved it. You scared of the gangsters. Now you, bullet head Bob Armstrong, Tracy Reject. You done went out and got the Undertaker. Well, if that's how you want to play, we gonna play. But you best believe that before we leave Smoky Mountain, every redneck that has ever came to a Smoky Mountain match and will come while we here, you gonna salute my flags. You gonna salute it. You gonna throw away them raggedy flags you got, and you gonna have one hanging on your wall. Now I'm gonna tell you something. Killer Cow, he coming. We agreed on something. Killer Cow gonna take care of that idiot, that retard, that inbred Boo Bradley, and we gonna stand here and we gonna see to him. But you better believe, Undertaker, I got a lot of sleepless nights ahead of me. But somehow, some way, if I live through this. We gonna do something to you too, boy. Because I'ma tell you, I got headaches thinking about what we got coming up. And I know, Cornette, you better watch your back. Because you might not make it. And you probably got something to do with this too. Absolutely, I have nothing to do with it. Ladies and gentlemen, our Beat the Champ television matchup is next. Boo Bradley and Killer Kyle. Let's take you back up to Tommy Noy. Jack is scared. That's my note. Um... He also called uh, Killer. He, he said Kyle was going to take care of that. And uh, I apologize for saying this. I'm just repeating New Jack. Inbred, retarded idiot. Jesus Christ. Mm. Mm. Uh, come on, man. Can we be more mm. professional, New Jack? He's I thought a he, I thought he was really, really good there because he's – Trying to show that he's not scared, but it's clear that he is scared. I, I, that's just, in my opinion, really, really good stuff. Um, can you imagine 
the promotion trying to make all the crowd salute a flag because of a stipulation. All right, everybody, we lost. So we got to stand up and salute this guy's flag. <laughs> the X flag? Yeah. <laughs> That's my comment. Shit. <laughs> um, I like the fact that he said, before we leave, you're going to have one of these. You're going to salute it. I, I think if they were going to turn it up even further, he said, before we leave, we're going to start dating white women. Dude, that would have been the... Oh that would have been nuclear. Yeah. And then, and then he starts trying to figure out how Jr. is involved, which was awesome. I thought New Jack was really, really good there. He was. He was. Speaking of New Jack being good and unprofessional, let's listen to the first 20 seconds of New Jack on commentary. Here it is. There. Yeah, I got it. And we're going to show you how bad Killer Kyle is. He's going to beat this retard to death. Watch. Well, he's uh, not doing too well thus far. But look at him hitting with a close. He said it again, Doc. He, he, yeah, he, well, that to be fair, it wasn't a thing back then. It wasn't an unacceptable word, so there's no reason for him to retroactively feel bad. I guess. Um, I mean, you well, were saying it in 1995. I was probably saying it. You learn and grow, Mike. That's what this world is. This is what life's about, is learning. We're on a journey. Uh, the more you live, the more you laugh, and then ultimately, the more you love. Okay. So we're talking about the Beat the Champ TV title match where it's Killer Kyle right now versus Boo Bradley. New Jack is on commentary. You heard he's good. Match was starting. He's good. He's good on commentary, too. Well, yeah, because he's a freaking great heel yeah, but as far it, as a talker. It's diff- yeah, but it's different to be a great promo. And, it, and he slides in with good back and forth. I mean, he ain't corny and Shivani and JR doing it, but he's green in the business, and he was really good there. Yeah, he's good. He's good. Did you see? Did you hear Les say that Boo has a full load? Yes. I thought that was kind of gross. <laughs> well, the match ends up going like this. Kyle hits Boo with a foreign object and gets the pinfall, but after the match, the gangsters jump Boo Bradley and put the boots to him. They end up burying Boo under the gangsters' flag, um, but Killer Kyle has won the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Beat the Champ TV title. So that's where we're at with that. Doc, any other thoughts on the match as it went? Um, Kyle's a champ, and I'm watching this on my phone. So did did Boo get busted open there? What do you mean you're watching on your phone? I watched these on my phone. So oh, it's I, thought you, I was like, I thought uh, I'm sharing my screen. That's why I'm like, aren't you on your computer today? Um, say that again. Is he busted open here? A yeah, little, right there. Like a little trickle on the head, not not much. Okay. Yeah, it's also hard to tell because it's not the it's very grainy footage. I mean, you're not looking at HD uh, content here. So, all right. Any other thoughts, Doc? Uh, no. Uh-oh. Well, we need to go to. <laughs> you don't like this, I think, based on a text message we share. But I love this. So, we got Unibom and Al Snow. You know they're involved with this feud with the Rock and Roll Express. Uh, let's go to that now and see what Mr. Snow and I guess Unibom have to say if you want to say he speaks. Here it is. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, uh, a bloody Boo Bradley had to be helped back to the locker room. Now, I thought I was supposed to be talking to the Rock and Roll Express here. Well, you're going to. You're going to. Trust me, Jim. I took it upon myself to come out here and to tell the truth about what the Rock and Roll Express are really feeling in their hearts. 
You know, we've been wrestling these guys on different shows, and they've been running from us. They've been scared. They've been terrified. And I haven't seen that. And how would you know what's in their heart? Jim, buddy, it's all right. Anyway, save it up. Save it up, okay? You're, you're delirious with fever. Rock and Roll Express, I know what's in your heart. And we're going to show these people what's really in your heart. In fact, we got some uh, demonstrational aids because we know all the people out there are so stupid. First, we got Robert here. There we go. There. Oh, that's Robert, huh? Here Come on. And, and let me guess, you're, you're Ricky. Oh. Heh, brother. Heh, heh. I'm Ricky Morton. Heh. Rock and Roll Express forever. Heh. What do you think, huh? Heh. I think it's ridiculous. Boy, if you ever had an original thought, it'd die of loneliness. Well, brother, all I got to say is, Al Snow, Unibomb, please don't hurt us no more. Please, you beat us up so bad, we can't take it anymore. In fact, you beat us up so bad, Robert Gibson's mama's even wrote us a note. And she, right there, that's right. Thank you, Robert. Thank you very much. I mean, Robert, you dummy, your mother wrote it in sign language. I can't read sign language oh, that well. please stop that. Show, oh, show some respect. I am. I'll try. Dear Mr. Snow and Mr. Unimom. That's, that's, that's that other big guy. Rock and roll. Dear Mr. Snow and Mr. Unibom, please don't beat up my boys anymore. Don't hurt Ricky Morton or my little... Any more, please, sir. Signed, Mrs. Gibson. Who's he? Ooh. Oh, that's that's right. That's you, Robert. That's what your mother used to call you because she couldn't talk. <laughs> Ricky Morton. Sick. Ricky Morton, Robert Gibson. Ricky, you're so skinny they got to tie knots in your legs just so you have knees. <laughs> and Robert Gibson, you're so cross-eyed when you cry the tears run down your back. <laughs> if you think for a minute that we're going to be happy just taking your sticking belts. You're out of your minds. Because we didn't come here just for a belt. We came here to kill a legend. And the Rock and Roll Express are going to be dead real soon. Uh, I have been around a lot of repulsive things, and I think that tops the list. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go up to Tommy Noe, please. <laughs> I would say that going up to Tommy Noe is one of the most repulsive things, but whatever. Leave Tommy alone. <laughs> um, Doc, your thoughts on? I, I actually like this a lot more than you would think. I did. That you think I did? And you the guy that like I, when I texted you, you were like, "Al Snow's a mess in Smoky Mountain." I was no selling it because you were trying to, you were trying to do it all before the show, man. You always okay. yell at me for that. So, all right. I was just Fair trying enough. to, you know, be a good partner here. Uh, no, I I thought Kane was awesome there. Dude, he was dirty. Kane was Kane was dirty right there. Yes. The sign language and the cross-eyedness and that was that was filthy the stuff he, he was doing. He, yeah, he did the he did the mocker, you know the old thing where when you kid you cross your eyes like he crossed his eyes so that he looked like him with a lazy <laughs> eye and then he had the black wig on. That's what you can't see if you're not if you're not look watching it on Patreon with us. He is like Holy shit, like what the hell, man? That was dirty. <laughs> and then he was like, gur, gur, you know, he did that. <laughs> and and then like Snow's like, oh yeah, that's what your mama used to call you because you, she couldn't talk. I mean, that's next level heel stuff, man. That's just dirty. 
Yeah, I, I thought Al Snow was actually okay there. Um, and I th- it's completely corny and absurd, but it works because it's Southern wrestling. And I, I just, I thought that was funny. These guys were clowns, and it was great because they're supposed to be. Yes. Oh man, this was this was outstanding, man. This was this was glorious. Um, I, I just, I, it, and then Al Snow, Al Snow popped me. He he's like, hey hey, Rick and Morton, rock and roll. You know, he's doing the hand sign that Ricky does and everything, and he's got the wig and he's tossing the hair back like Ricky does. This was really good. When he finished it, when he said Gibson's eyes are so crossed that when he cries, his tears run down his back. That was a nice way to cap it off. They 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 were good here, man. This is that's some they did some foul shit. They made fun of a deaf woman. It's his mother. And they made fun of his cross-eyedness or lazy eye. I don't know which one it is. I don't really care, but they made fun of it. This was good. <laughs> they were doing they were some next level heels right here. Anything else, Doc? No, I liked it actually. Yeah, don't ever spe- don't ever try to speak for me again. I was I was liking that. You don't know me. Good thing, pal. Larry Santo and the Wolfman are about to take on Al Snow and Unibomb. The match ends up being ruled a no contest by the referee, but before the no contest was decided, Al Snow knocked out Santos with a loaded glove. Uh, Morton was on commentary during the match, and when he saw the shenanigans with Snow loading the glove, he and Gibson ran into the ring. Morton loads the, gl- the same glove and knocks out Snow, as you just saw in our Patreon video. And Snow is laid out in the ring, and Les Thatcher says Snow is in there flopping around like a fish out of water, which he kind of was. We go to commercial right after that, Doc. Uh, I, I like that. The rock and roll got a little bit of comeuppance here after they were mocked severely. What were your thoughts? Did you see Al Snow wipe his ass with the rock and roll shirt before the match? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's good, too. Um, the other thing I would say there is my first thought when Morton hit Al Snow with the coal miner's glove was that he was flopping around like Vince used to flop around when he got hit with a stunner. Yeah. Same, same, hey, you're, yeah. you're a wrestler. Did Vince take that stunner well? I, there were a couple times where he did, and there were other times where it. most of the time it's just like, oh, that looked rough. Like, I, I I can't say he never took one well, but there were times when it, he just looked really, really stiff. Like he, you know what I'm saying? He Like, it was like, dude, loosen up. You you look like you're. Well, you pal, like you're... <laughs> you left, you left like I do, and uh, god damn, it's hard to be flexible. I guess. Unless, right. unless, unless wait for it. I'm going to pound that ass. Uh, okay. After all that goes down with Santo, Wolfman, Snow, Unibomb, and the Rock and Roll, we go to confrontation with Les Thatcher and his guest, Buddy Landell. Now, before we go to the confrontation, we do see a replay from last week when Budrow offered Bobby Blaze $500 to give up his belt so he could, so that Bobby could use that $500 to go find out who his son's real father is and so that Mrs. Blaze didn't have to eat Hamburger Helper anymore. And Budger was on that was next... that was pretty nice of Buddy. I I mean that was trying to help out the family, you know. I guess uh, Budro jumped uh, Bobby, as you can recall, at the end of that. So, Doc, any other thoughts on the, on the replay before I go to the new fresh content from this week? I believe that Buddy uh, that Bobby's in Buddy's head a little bit here. 
he is. He's getting in his head like a heel should do. Now, let me ask you a question. Uh, Bobby and Dirty White Boy cut a real quick promo. There's nothing much from it. It just It's Dirty White Boy saying he'll be watching Bobby's back. Did you have anything from it? No. Okay. So let me then go to the, the, the Bobby's real not Bobby is not a talking champion. He's a fighting champion. He told us that, too, the first time he was on the show years and years ago. Like, oh. he's like, my promos aren't all that great. I mean, you know, I, he, he didn't hide from it. I don't think he's bad. It's just he's real all shucks, babyface type thing. See, Bobby, we love you. Why are you trying to be mean, man? I'm not trying to be mean. You're trying to be mean. No, I'm not. Okay. Well, then let's go to Budro now. He's in the confrontation segment with Les in the ring. Let's hear what Budro's got to say. Have it as you, as I said, and you agreed, you sucker punched a man, plain and simple. Yes, I certainly did. I got a few things that I want to talk about. It seems like that Bobby Blaze is interested in perks. He won my Mercedes Benz from me, but that's okay because I've got another one just like it. I, as a matter of fact, I turned it into my insurance company is stolen, so that's his headache. Now what I'm going to do, and on top of that, he stole the Smoky Mountain title from me. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to put this... You didn't have the Smoky Mountain title. How could he have stolen it from you? He Don't ever interrupt me again. Oh, oh, I like I was saying, Bobby Blaze, I'm going to put this $12,000 Rolex watch on the line. You understand what I'm saying? Because stuff like this gets your attention. Now let me explain something to you. $12,000, I heard that there was a lot of property for sale in Ashland, Kentucky. $12,000 worth, as a matter of fact, it's called downtown Ashland. You're too busy out there with them pig farmers bailing hay and all that other kind of stuff. You understand what I'm talking about? And let me explain something to you. Bobby Blaze, you ain't going to have to worry about going to Johnson City and brawling the Holland Pike by April the 7th because the Nature Boy Buddy Landell, just in a few short minutes, is going to stump a mud hole in you and then I'm going to walk it dry. Do you understand? Now let's get on to the white boy. All right, let's talk about the dirty white boy. He is on your case and breathing down your neck and you're going to have to do something with him, and it's called a Tennessee chain match. I want a chain match. Do you want to know why I want a chain match? I was looking in my record book the other day, and I have about 3,025 wins in Tennessee oh, chain matches. Come on. Yo, yeah, yeah, I do. I'm one victory away in Tennessee chain matches of having the all-time record. See, because I'm looking at it like this. The dirty white boy is going to be 10 feet across the ring from me because he stinks like his old lady, the dirty white girl. You remember her. Trigger. <laughs> Come on. No. no, wait a minute. You're talking about him wanting to be 10 feet from you. But last week, after you had hit Blaze and the white boy showed up on the set, you were trying to get more than 10 feet away from him. You mean the white boy came out there when I pickled him last week? Oh, don't week? tell me you don't know he was out there. If I knew the white boy was out there last week, I'd have stomped his head in too. Oh, come on. Come on. The minute he showed up on the scene, you Let were Let me gone. tell you something, dirty white boy. I can't think of a better stinking place than Pikeville, Kentucky, brawl in the hall, April the 7th, a Tennessee chain match, son. And let me explain something to you. I can take that chain and I can grate your head like a piece of stinking cheese. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. Because I'm the nature boy, Buddy Landell. I cover the ground I walk on and I wouldn't give a crippled crab a crutch. 
Let me explain something to him. Let me tell you something, white boy. I'm going to tear your head off in Pikeville, Kentucky. Bobby Blaze, you better get ready, son, because in a few short minutes, I'm taking you all the way out of the ball game. Have you found the daddy to that baby yet? Oh, buddy, no, no. Come on. The comments of Buddy Landell, that's been confrontation, but you stay tuned because Landell will be going after Bobby Blaze, the title at stake. Um, I'm not going to play this next promo, Doc, with Cornette, because he's basically just kind of uh, pumping up uh, yeah. what last yeah. week and video package of Undertaker and Yokozuna and stuff. But Buddy's dirty, dude. Yeah, that was like not like... Like uh, if you if you said oh would you give that promo on a scale of uh, zero to a hundred percent a hundred percent but that was like a solid A like like he did he didn't it wasn't that he had a ton of poppable lines but he just was dirty just filth and I thought it was great what, what else did you have Do you think that if you opened up Buddy Landell's record book I think the only thing you'd find is on the first page you'd see a, a a drawing of an an actual eight ball, like a pool ball, and the rest of the pages would just be empty. <laughs> it might be, maybe, <laughs> maybe. But that's a great line. I went and got my record, buddy. You ain't got no record book, but he believes he does. So there you go. That's what makes it awesome. Well, he's, he's, about dirty, set, he's about to set a record when he beats the dirty white boy. That's pretty awesome, right? Was he dirty when he when he mocked um, Bobby's uh, or dirty white boy's wife again with the horse thing? Man, that's filthy. Have you ever showed your your significant other a picture of the dirty white girl? Oh, I haven't. I have. What did What did uh, Lafonda say? Well, she looks nice. That's it? What's her name? The dirty white girl. She's like, makes sense. That's it? That was her she's only not, reaction? She's not impressed with any of this. Well, that's why I don't show it. I mean, like, if I showed it to my wife, she'd be like, eh. She said something like, "Looks seems like her name ought to be Tammy or something. I was like, we got one of those, too. Or now, I will, I, I will tell you this. Sasha thinks whenever she sees Brandy Rhodes, which she ain't wrong, she's like, now nah, that's a freaking beautiful woman. I mean, she 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 gives her all kinds of credit. She's like, oh my God, her skin is perfect. <laughs> you know how broads do. They psychoanalyze. Look at her skin and this. And I'm like, hey, okay. So she's not wrong, but. Maybe you could work up a threesome with Brandy and Sasha oh. and you. Jesus Christ. All right. Uh, any other thoughts on Budro right there? Budro's dirty, and it's great. He's just great. He's running down Bobby Blaze, dirty white boy, dirty white girl. Just four minutes of gold right there from Budro, in my opinion. Anything else, Doc? No, no, he's pretty good there. As I said, we come, we get a promo from Cornette, and it's corny talking about, you know, how not many people trust him, and he's kind of said that before, and how. It's probably rightfully so. And then he throws to a video package of The Undertaker from WWF, and they show clips of him and Yokozuna from the Royal Rumble. Uh, Doc, you said you didn't have anything from it. Then they go to Well, 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 wait a minute. Okay. Do we have Do we have a song here? Dude, I don't have a clue. Come on, bro. Are you serious? I didn't write it in my notes, so I don't even remember what it was. What was it? 
And I'm not going to play it because I can't put it on YouTube if I do. What is it? A song called Don't Fear the Reaper. Oh, well, I mean, what about it? Do you know that song? I mean, I, I remember hearing it, but I, I mean, if you're asking me if I know a ton about it and its artists, you're asking the wrong dude. You know that. Come on, man. So you don't know who sings that? Okay. Are we doing this Paul Bear and Undertaker promo or not? Because I think it's just surreal watching them also on Smoky Mountain Wrestling TV again. I'm not about to sit here and let you badger me about a goddamn song. It's by a band called Blue Oyster Cult. Great. Great, 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 great. Okay. Anything else? No. I wish I had that who cares sound drop that my friends from the wrestling podcast about nothing always uh, play. It's uh, it's it's Gorilla Monsoon going, who cares? That's how I feel right now, Doc. Not the wrestling podcast about nothing. Our vantage point with um, Quinn and uh, Joe Murata. Anyway, it, 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 I'm, I'm trying to cover because I know you're taking a bite of a Pop-Tart over there right now. Let me know when you're done. Is that, uh, we'll is, that pod, is that podcast good? I've never listened to it. I know you haven't. It's really, really good. They talk about, they've got a good little flow, but it is. And they support us. They've been very supportive of us since day one. They've been extremely supportive, and they're good dudes, um, really nice guys. I've talked to them a bunch of times, and um, good people, really good people. Um. Are they? Bear, let me let me ask you a more important question. No. Are they are they patrons? Yes. All right. Good job, guys. Great podcast. I love it. It's always <laughs> informative and entertaining, and I always learn something new when I listen to it. Who I don't cares? want you to go. I don't want you to get deep into it right now. But you, right now, like uh, you and I both, as it pertains to other podcasts listening, man, we we've slacked off. We we just are not listening well near the, as much as we just, used to. The simple the simple explanation is is that the same difficulties that are driving our recording schedule to be difficult are also driving our free time <clears throat> to listen to wrestling podcasts to be limited. So yeah, um, yeah, it's just you know first world problems, my friend. Amen. Anything from Paul Bear and Undertaker? It's just surreal watching them on Smoky Mountain TV. I yeah, I I agree. It's it, it's. <clears throat> because we've said it, he's the biggest name to come in. He, and there's another big one coming in behind him that's going to be the other closest one. And then probably Mach, Macho. But, I mean, it's not only that he's a big name. He's this kind of character that when they tried to do it, They've only had two characters, and I think like this in Smoky Mountain so far. One was, one was, um, one was the Mummy. Remember that? Jesus Christ, poor Dal Van Horn. And the and the other one was Kevin Sullivan, that mystical. So they don't do a lot of it. So. It's not just that Macho's coming in or somebody else. He brings this whole aura and character with him. That when Smoky Mountain's done it with the mummy, it didn't really work. It's it's very surreal when you see Undertaker cutting a promo on Smoky Mountain TV. It's just like, God, this is crazy. I mean, this guy, and I mean, he he became a bigger star, even more of a star after this point. But it's, Oh, yeah. It's just, damn, that's the Undertaker. Holy shit, he's coming to Smoky Mountain. Uh, and he's fighting New Jack. 
Yeah, new that's Jack, the other part. The gangsters. Little old, little old New Jack, who's down there stirring up a race war in his second or third year in the business, has gotten on the radar of The Undertaker. It's pretty damn amazing when you look at it from that point. Cornette, after The Undertaker and Paul Bear, he starts promoting Bluegrass Brawl and Fright Night, which were back-to-back nights again on April the 7th and April the 8th. Uh, we will talk more about those. We actually get clips of, of both of those events, so we'll, we'll talk more about those when they happen. I mean, we won't have the full events, but we'll find out what happens and all that good stuff. So um, there's that. We then go after Cornette pumps up those two shows where Bluegrass Brawls in Pikeland, uh, Pikeville, Kentucky, and then Johnson City is going to be, I'm sorry, Fright Night will be in Johnson City. Both drew very well, just for the record. Um, Bluegrass Brawl drew 2,000 from my notes, and Fright Night drew 1,800 at Freedom Hall. So nice houses for those shows, in my opinion, uh, when you're talking about you know Undertaker coming into town and whatnot. We go from there, from Corny's promo, then to uh, Buddy Landell versus Bobby Blaze. Now, Bobby is jumped just getting into the ring by Budro, and Tommy Noe goes scurrying out of the ring, and Jim Ross popped me because he says, uh, legendary ring announcer Tommy Noe had to scurry out. So that's why I use the term scurry, Doc, because uh, of the way Bobby that- or Tommy had to scurry out of the ring. That was his months worth of months worth Stop. of exercise. Stop. What? What? Leave Tommy alone. Tommy knows that I love I, when I, I show my affection by poking fun. Tommy's a good dude. He really is. He's very supportive of this show. He is. That's why I, I, I say such nice things about him. And Tommy, if you can help us land Chris Jericho on the show. I mean, Bobby Blaze is a good guest. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, if we could get Jericho, that would be fantastic. He knows Jericho. That's why I'm poking fun at Tommy right now. Uh, Jericho's a very busy man, though, these days, as we all know. Uh, he's got Fozzie, and he's got uh, AEW, and um, all that good stuff. So, what's your, right, what's your What's your favorite Fozzie song? I've never heard one. And if I have, I didn't even know it was a Fozzie song, just to be honest. Okay. I'm sure he's played him on his podcast. And, I mean, I do listen to some of his episodes, depending on what the topic is and who he's got on. So I'm sure he's had some Fozzie songs on there, but it nothing ever, you know. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. All right, what you got from, from Budro versus Bobby for the, for the title and the uh, Rolex that's on the line? Well, Buddy came out strong because he is ready to make this all right. So he's all over Bobby to begin Bobby to begin with um it's a it's kind of funny I thought about this it's a title match but it goes four minutes so in one way I don't I kind of don't like it because I realize they're working quick here but I like title matches to take a little longer but that was just my own thing here well, in you know, when you look at it from the perspective of how it's being booked and they're going to do battle at, you know, Fright Night and Bluegrass Brawl, you realize that they can't give everything away on free TV. So they do this short match and and with shenanigans and, you know, the finish of the match is Bobby hits the ref by accident. So the ref is knocked out and then, and then Bobby hits Budro with the Northern Lights suplex. Dirty White Boy runs in and makes the three, pound, three count and then... 
White Boy takes the Rolex off of a, uh, you know, <laughs> takes the Rolex off of him. And um, Les Thatcher says, well, uh, Buddy never follows the rules, so why should the rest of us? So it's, um, let me say this. They Jeez. leave the fans, they leave the fans happy during that week, in my opinion. Okay. That's what, that, that's what it was. I mean, because, like, I mean, I don't want to spoil it for things that are coming, but it's a quick match. It's TV. You can't give everything away because it's free TV, and you know you're building up to your big card where you got Undertaker on, and you're gonna have your, your heavyweight title on the line. So why would you? You can't give away a, a long, long match. Now, the, the 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 other side of that, as we see White Boy make the count, when Raw does this or SmackDown or anyone else does this now with these quick matches, everybody shits on it nowadays. So I mean, I, your your point is fair. Because Lord knows they just. Some of their matches, even between competitive people, is just let's pin this one this week, this one next week, and there's nothing to it. Right. Uh, all right. Anything else from this match, though, Doc? Uh, no. No, sir. All right. Give me a second. Let's go to the promo. I think we got Bobby coming up. Here it is. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. I was about to ask you what time it is, but I guess it's Bobby Blaze time. The Smoky Mountain champion. Great display of guts and determination. You're really going to, you're making us all proud of you, Bobby, and congratulations. Thank you very much. I'm still on cloud nine. You know, one month ago, I didn't have anything. I had a little baby boy my wife did. Hey, Drake. And just a bunch of bills. Now I've got the Smoky Mountain title. Thanks to Buddy Landell. I've got a brand new Mercedes Benz I'm driving around in. And now I'll roll this watch. Hey, buddy, all I can say is, if you got anything, anything else, please bring it on. I could use it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. All right, Bobby, thank you very much. There's a fighting champion, ladies and gentlemen. A kid's got a lot of guts. I can... Like a good old Southern boy, he thanked the good Lord for his blessings, Doc. And that's what popped me more than anything on that. What did you have? Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> he <was> yeah. There. <laughs> uh, the other thing I was thinking is, is that he might not want to be driving around Ashland, Kentucky in that BMW because that, that thing would get stolen in a second. You think? Sell it. Yeah. I mean, what do mountain folks need with a, with a Mercedes? Nothing. You take it into town and sell it. Okay. Do they have chop shops in the Smoky Mountains? That sounds like there was a million of them in New Orleans. That's why I, I, I would have to think so. I mean, we, uh, with all the stereotypical rusted out cars and front yards and around that part of the world, I would think so. Why? Well, I, I never told you. I, I know I've never told you this. I had a um, I had a like a single cab Dodge Ram pickup truck in like 2002 that I got and just basic model. I mean, it was automatic, but this some bitch had, you know, just regular windows. I bought it new. I mean, back then you could get that shit for like 13 grand. I mean, it wasn't really a lot. So I had, I had my truck for like a year and it got stolen. And the reason I bring up a chop shop is because it got stolen and completely disappeared. A lot of times, you know, at least down there, you'd find it a week, two weeks later, sitting on some blocks or something, man, I get a call from the New Orleans Police Department 18 months later. And the officer goes, hey, is this uh, this uh, Mike Mills? I go, is this yes, is this uh, Mr. Society? And yeah, it's funny. I was wrestling at the time. And, he, and I said, um, yeah, he goes, we found your truck. And it had been so long. I was like, what truck? You know, he said, um, you're, you're um, well, we got it listed as a Dodge Ram. I said, where is it at? 
And he said, well, there's not much to it. And I said, what does that mean? <laughs> he goes, well, they found you a truck. And it was back before cell phone cameras and everything, because I'd have loved to seen a picture of this. He said, uh, they basically found the frame of your vehicle. I was like, because, you know, like the, the VIN is on the frame, and that was the only reason they know, knew it was mine. So it, it, it went to a chop shop and got used for every single part that it was and was left with just the skeleton. <laughs> that's classy right there. Anyway. That's not that's not classy. I told him to call Geico. I said, call my insurance company. They own it now. They <laughs> That's their shit. That ain't mine. He's like, all right. Anyway. Uh, Doc, we are uh, we rolled through this episode, I guess, rather quickly, but um, you know, it was a good show. I will say that. Uh, remember, if you want the video reviews, uh, video review versions of these, or you want extra content, go to tinyurl.com/slash/patreonbtt. You get two hundred plus Patreon exclusive episodes uh, that we've cut just for our Patreon members. Again, also you get the Clash of Champions. So any of the clashes that we've already done, the JCP pay-per-views that we've already done, they're all up there as well, along with a bunch of review requests from our BTT Hall of Fame tier members. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash BTT Patreon. So yeah, Uh, I'm sorry, Patreon BTT is what it is. There it is. Look at that main event for next week, pal. We got New Jack versus Tracy Smothers next week. Uh, As I'm thinking about next week, um, the holidays are basically upon us, Doc. And last week, you really, really, you know, hit a, hey, hey, a nerve. Hey, 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 you, you Amazon. shut up! With, you shut up with that liberal crap. We call it Christmas. Merry oh, Christmas, Jesus pal. fucking Christ, man! No, I'm not uh, getting you into take this your, topic. You take your you. holidays and you shove them up your ass. This is Merry Christmas, where I come from. Merry Christmas, uh, Happy Kwanzaa, in Happy this, in, Happy in, Hanukkah, in, whatever you celebrate. In there this country, English is the language, and we say Merry Christmas, pal. And you're being a a, a heel or a baby face, depending on uh, how someone takes that. That's called a tweener. A tweener, okay. Um, no, hey, here's the thing, man. It's revving up. We are within, as of the recording of this, we are in Q4. We're in the last third of the year. That means Christmas time is upon us. And that means you're going to be seeing those Amazon boxes hitting your front porch on a daily basis. And we need that money. I'm not going to lie. We're going to be down there. We got to beg for this thing like the PBS channel does, like the Southern Baptist preacher does. We need your money. And this is the easiest way for us to get it. Tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. Give that link to the wives, girlfriends, hoes, side pieces in your life, family members too. God damn it, everybody shops on Amazon. So give that link to the family members. Not only give it to them, actually go to their browser and put it in for them and say, hey, use this. It helps support this your, show. Your, your grandma will be like, now, now, now honey, what, what is this now? Shut up, grandma. Just fucking do it. <laughs> okay. Doc, it's disability check time. How many checks are you giving this one? I thought this was a really good show. I liked it. And I think there's some stuff going on that I'm interested in. And uh, I, I'm going to say a very solid 8.2. I don't rate these anymore, but I would have to say that's a pretty damn good rating. And I agree this was a, uh, this was a if I rated it in a show like ABCD, blah, 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 blah. I would give this show a solid A. Really good stuff on this week's episode. All right. Well, this is this is my 165th time to be exactly correct on rating this. So I'm, I've got a pretty good – I've got a Goldberg-like streak going here. I'm giving the government cheese to Al Snow. 
Okay. Why? I got to because he was he was ridiculous during that skit, and I could probably make a case for giving it to him and Unabom because Unabom crossing his eyes and mocking yeah. Robert Gibson was great. So actually, I'm gonna give it to both of them, Al Snow and Unabom. Who are you giving yours to? I'm gonna go in a different direction, uh, and they were good. Don't get me wrong, but I'm gonna go with um, Dirty White Boy. Because that line about the chain and the infection and what he's going to do to the chain is just that's in some insidious next level psychology. So I really that really grabbed my attention. I don't think you go wrong with Kane and and Snow there, but I just I really liked what Dirty White Boy said. So I'm going to go with him. I hear you. Uh, Good stuff all the way around, though. And with that said. Uh, I want to mention a couple of things. Check out the wrestling podcast about nothing with ROH's Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett. They do their show every single Monday these days. Also check out Our Vantage Point, the retro wrestling podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn. The northern version of BTT. Slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. They support us, so please support them. Also, when you become a patron, don't forget, you get the bottom line cast is Mike Prue and JV as they do our ECW show these days as well. Plus, we got the WCCW shows, the world-class shows with my buddy Lance, and so much more on our Patreon feed. So remember, it's tinyurl.com slash BTT. Don't forget to become a patron as we get out of here. Doc Harper's not here. If you don't have anything else, you know the drill. Hit the tagline. Take us home. Ah, uh, well, book it, bitch. <laughs>we get out of here i want to shout out a couple of people friends of the show also want to shout out some patreon members and thank them for their patronage uh, before i do all that like i said a couple of friends of the show and podcasts that we hope you support 
Check out the wrestling podcast about nothing with Brian Malonis from ROH and Mike Crockett. They do their show every single Monday. Monday mornings, the shows drop. They talk current and classic wrestling, along with some indie stuff, too. But it's a good show. They're friends of mine. So please support them because they support us. Also, check out our Vantage Point, the retro wrestling podcast, run by buddies of mine, Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, as they give their take on the northern side of pro wrestling's history. Slightly classier, definitely more professional than we are. Thank you, Joe and Quinn, for all of your plugs. We appreciate it. Also, check out the Bottom Line cast with Mike Pru and JV. They do their show. I believe their shows are dropping on Wednesdays these days. I keep forgetting, but uh, they're basically breaking down the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. So check out Mike and JV as they do their thing. Great show. And also Mike and JV do the ECW Extreme Livecast on our Patreon feed at the $5 level. So good guys doing some good work, and I appreciate it, Mike and JV. Thank you for all of your support. And like I said, I want to thank all the Patreon members out there for their support and patronage. We really appreciate it. We do two shows a week that are free. And then in addition to that, we do more because of you guys. And we appreciate that. So thanks for supporting this show. Uh, it's definitely a great thing that you do for us and, and supporting us. I mean, I can't say it enough. I'm eternally grateful for all the patrons we have. And as I'm talking about being eternally grateful, shout out to the Hall of Fame patrons. Kevin Carter, Michael Angel, Bob Richards, Rocky Swayzo, Christopher Champer, Will Harkey, Robbie Dyson, Rick Beebe, Brad Dunife, and Tom Schlegel, Coach Joey Chase, a.k.a. Willie Chase, Steve Malbasa, LaRon Brown, Kenny Byersdorf, Glenn Abbott, at GA Russell Note on Twitter, Bobby Murray, Marlon Mueller, a.k.a. at Half Pints Point. Keep cutting them promos, kid. I know you would love when I say that. Josh Warren, Everett Starr, Mike Childry, Kyle Riley, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, the great John Dean at YRC21, Josh Dunn, Ryan and Auburn, at Ryan and Auburn, that is, on Twitter. Good old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Morecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Josh Fields, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Prue, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, David DeVries, Frog Zeppelin, SV Pageant, Bill Salsa, Big Rich, at Spy Boy Sports Cap, R.E. Miller 39, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinosa, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Coleman 822, Marty Howell, T-Hog 94, God Bold Unreal. Thanks for being Hall of Fame patrons. That list is getting longer and longer. And I appreciate it. Thank you for your patronage. And thank you for being Hall of Fame patrons and supporting this show and everything we do. That's all I got. Thank you again, guys. We appreciate it. Have a great rest of your day and week and whenever or month or whenever you're listening to this. Thank you very much. And like Harper always says before we get out of here, book it, bitch. <laughs>